0: Hey folks, Drew here and I'm joined today with Neve. this is episode 3 of the 15 Minute Coffee Podcast and today we had the absolute pleasure of sitting down and talking to one of Ireland's most innovative creators, Devin Hughes. Devin is CEO and co-founder of BuyMe, a mobile app for on-demand groceries which has absolutely exploded in the past year. Devin is doing amazing things for the Irish entrepreneurial scene and I think his thought process is extremely unique so this definitely isn't the one to miss.
1: So this week, we decided to do things a little differently. We'll be splitting this episode into two sections. So part one, which we'll be releasing today, and then part two, which we'll be releasing on Thursday. So part one, we covered a lot of interesting ground, ranging from topics like how to plan and prioritize your day to the power of networking and how it can really open so many new opportunities and how the people around you can really help you level up in life. And then part two, we discussed building new neural pathways and how to rewire your brain to deal with jealousy and failure. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, make sure to give us a listen. And without further ado, let's get into it.
0: Hey folks, episode three of the 15-minute podcast today, and we are joined by Devin Hughes. How's it going, Devin?
2: I am good, Drew, very good. Thanks for having me.
0: We'll just jump in with the first question here. On an average day, how do, how do you plan your day and prioritise
2: what needs to get done? That's a great question. Um, so I think I, I don't necessarily sit down at the on a Sunday and kind of plan each individual day. Um, I think some people do. Um, the nature of the business and stage at which we're at means that there's quite a lot of tactics involved you know and, and the type of business that we are we're a, you know we're ultimately a, a last mile real time retail business um and so with that comes comes a lot of problem solving on the fly um i'd start my days with my executive team so i'd have meetings with key ex- key members on on my executive team we'll talk through kind of what the the top line agenda items are um i have a couple of strategic meetings throughout the week which are fixed and happen every week um and i kind of build my build my days around around those meetings what do i need to get done for you know this big meeting on Wednesday, that my prep for that is you know probably begins at the end of last week and and then fine tuning on a Monday and Tuesday. So it's kind of it's kind of approaching each week and each day uh, with what what's coming it. That's perfect. You sort of mentioned your
0: executive team there, so I was going to ask about how important do you think it is to surround yourself with supportive and like minded people? And has there been any instances where supportive people have directly helped your business succeed? <laughs>
2: Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's absolutely vital, vital. And um, you will not be able to succeed in business if you're not able to attract great people to come and work with you. And the early part of, you know, of, of hiring for a business is very much the, the reverse. People aren't necessarily interviewing to come and work for you. You're interviewing for them to come and work for you. You know, so it's, it's a, it's a completely different change of role and dynamic. A lot of time you want people to take pay cuts. And um, so you really have to find, you know, what, what I would always say is that you're looking for missionaries, not mercenaries. Um, in in the in the earliest of instances, and um, I've been very very fortunate. Um, you know, I often say when I'm presenting to investors or uh, retail partners, the uh, the thing that excites me the most is the quality of the people and uh, that I have around me and that have you know have decided to join me on this journey. Um, and that goes from my board members to my executive team to my operations team, my senior management, and um, you know they they all they all add value in very significant ways. Um, and I treat I treat the I treat the hiring like a patchwork quilt you know every single individual is is their own unique patch and they're there for a reason And there's a whole story around why they're there
0: sort of going on from that there what are three things that you do every day that help you level up on a personal and professional level
2: i, I reach out to those constantly mm. um either and uh, those who are either directly involved in the business and then sometimes i go to you know friends and and peers other entrepreneurs other other ceos who either are a little bit further down the road than me uh, or or distant enough that I can soundboard something off them and hear an independent objective, you know, opinion. Um, someone I would do that regularly, it would be Gareth flower, um, from uh, park P and P myself and himself kind of grew up together in business. We started our first few businesses together. Um, and he'd be someone that I'd go to regularly with problems that I'm trying to solve, uh, of a variety of nature and get, and get his input and, and thoughts on it. So I think for me in terms of how do I approach my day, how do I make sure that I'm, you know, prepared to deal with the problems that i'm i'm faced with and um, it's 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 reaching out for, to those around me for support and, and guidance mm.
0: do you how long did it take to like build up that network of people that you could go out to and you could reach out to and get advice from or was it easy enough in the beginning or did it take a lot of time to build no, up?
2: No, i mean i started out like if you think about it, myself and garrett met in university and he was the first kind of other entrepreneurially minded person that i met and we really clicked and, and kind of started on this journey together but you know, when we started, there was no Instagram, you know, Facebook was, was just about kind of becoming a thing. And uh, like we were 2000, 2010 or so, um, and, and just what the same level of connectivity wasn't there. So we did meet a couple of other entrepreneurs, um, but we just didn't have that same level of connectivity and visibility into each other's uh, daily lives and, and challenges. And um, I think, you know, Instagram has become a, an incredibly connective tool um, I think for for particularly for the entrepreneurial community in Ireland. Um, but the real the real opportunity for me when plugging into the, into the community was in um, in 2014 when I started on the journey for buy me. I went I went and joined a pre accelerator called Startup Next. I started Boost, uh, and it was it's run by Gene Murphy, um, and it was a, just an incredible super connector, just a, a really passionate person uh, when it comes to entrepreneurial and all, all things startup and um, and i went joined that accelerator and that was the first time i kind of injected into the network and um, the only way you can do that is by proactively going to events unfortunately we can't do much of that these days um, but actively reaching out to people in the community and asking for for their support and help not everyone's going to say yes uh, but the vast majority of people will offer you time um, and they'll and, and in most instances they're doing it because someone else did it for them um, and so there's so many people who have, who have lent me their time and, and, and allowed me to have a coffee with them and ask for their feed-in um, just because I reached out. And likewise, I've, I've spent a huge amount of my time um, connecting with, with people who are a little bit further behind the road than I am and, and trying to give them advice, guidance and connect them with relevant individuals as possible. So, you know, ask and you shall receive, I think is the rule uh, in, in startup land. You just need to be, you just need to be proactive and, 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 and consistent.
0: Mm. you yeah, know it's a fantastic snowball effect anyways and it's great to see creators helping other creators no matter whereabouts in the path they are it's a, it's a great great thing that's happening in yeah the no, Irish it's a real, entrepreneurial space
2: the real sense of community that's really emerged and um, and i I'm, I'm a member of a number of different groups whether it's entrepreneur of the year has a really great alumni network with some of the most impressive people i've ever come across and um, there's magnate 100 which was actually set up by gareth lara which is a Essentially, a collection of a hundred of Ireland's most, um, I would say, most interesting individuals, um, all from various walks of life, various experience levels, from students all the way up to, all the way up to executives, and um, and it's it's these networks where you can draw, you know, knowledge from, you can draw support, guidance, advice, and yeah, it's just, uh, I think, I think that, and that's free. Just it's just mm-hmm. being present and being uh, someone who adds value. If you add value to others, um, it's, it's entirely likely and entirely uh, usual that, that you'll receive value back from the, from the network in one way or another.
1: So, Devin, I suppose, slightly moving on from that, something that I really admire about you is how, you know, o- how open and honest you are about kind of discussing, you know, past businesses that, you know, didn't necessarily work out. You know, obviously, as humans, we don't like to fail. And, you know, a lot of people when they fail once, they kind of fall into that mindset of, you know, oh, I can't do that anymore. That's not for me. But mm-hmm. you, you weren't like that. You got up every single time and just, you know, kept going. So I suppose my question for you is what got you back up every single time you experienced, I suppose, a failure in business?
2: It's a great lot Like I really appreciate it. I mean, because um you know, failure is probably one of the most inherent challenges that we have as individuals to be able to overcome because um it's all tied up in our egos um as as human beings part of the condition um i think you know the first first one was really difficult for me um coming to terms with the concept that i w- the business I had started was not succeeding and was going to fail I, I i often say i kept i kept a hold of that business and kept it alive like on life support uh, for about a year longer than I should have rather than just kind of taking it behind the barn and you know finishing it off and um, I really kind of just struggled with the idea of you know what does it mean if this business fails what does it mean for me um I think having closed it I got this I remember the day that I finally closed I had this like massive massive euphoric moment of feeling like this weight had been lifted off my shoulders it was finally done it was over and I was able to kind of move on and I think that's really important and um, for people to recognize that no one really cares about your failure um they you know even if they do it'll be for a split second before they go back to thinking about themselves um and and that that takes a lot of time but also the other aspect is getting comfortable with the environment of failure i fail every day like constantly to this like today i've you know i'm failing like there's loads of things that i'm failing at things that are not going 100 right and i think you know getting comfortable with the sense that you know it's not one static experience. You know, one business has, is one thing, you know, but you are one continuous stream of experience. Right. And so, um, it all adds up to one thing, which is experience. That's it. You know, um, you start, start, like start four businesses, fail four times. It's fine. It's, you know, you've, you've collected lessons and knowledge. You won't fail the same way, or at least you shouldn't fail the same way more than once. Um, and for me, every time I finished with a business, I walked away, maybe not with a handful, full of cash, but certainly a a, a head full of knowledge. Um, and what I've realized is that every single experience that I've had has become a tool in my belt. Um, and and I, I say that, and, I, and now I've even expanded that past just those four businesses and back to my previous jobs. I think about like my, you know, the first time I learned to sell insoles at, at Foot Locker as an upsell to, to, to trainers. Um, or I think about how building Very quick rapid rapport with different personalities when I was a waiter at Hard Rock Cafe um, so that I could earn better tips and I would create engaging stories uh, in the moments that I was at their tables you know and these are the types of skills and abilities that you can bring into any workplace or any professional environment and they they add value Um, and so I've started to really expand my own thinking past the concept of failure um, and really thinking about it as one consistent level of experience um, and just, con and graduation as well, I think is another aspect. Like I'm not a militant entrepreneur. And um, a lot of people think that like, you have to start a business, if you're an entrepreneur, you have to be this hardcore entrepreneur. I'm certainly not. Um, I've been an entrepreneur. I've been a, a, an employee um, uh, and I love working for great companies. I love building great companies. Like for me, it's all, it's more or less all the same thing. I just love working with great people um, and doing good work. And so for me, I, I don't kind of put those boundaries around myself. Um, you know, I try I try to give myself as much freedom as possible to think about uh, very how I fit in various different roles and various different uh, types of types of uh, businesses. I think just having that fluidity of thought, I think is really important.
1: The sooner you kind of realize how important failing is and how you know it really helps you kind of get to nearly where you're meant to be. But I think a lot of people, it's not until they get to that point where they're you know they're successful and then they look back and realize, you know, everything I've been through you know the tough times they've really helped me to get here
2: 100% but I I always it's it's so interesting how big how big a barrier failure becomes in our lives right I mean when we're talking I'm maybe looking at it through a slightly different lens I have a a six-month-old son now um, and I'm watching this little human develop every single moment of every single day and I find it so interesting (laughs) he's failing all the time like he's bumping his head he's rolling over he's you know getting stuff stuck in his face like he's failing every single moment of every day at everything because he doesn't know how to do anything and um, and so it's it doesn't inhibit him he continues to try he continues to do it it's just this natural force of you know of, of progression and it's only when we start to become conscious of ourselves that we start to realize that this sense of failure becomes this much bigger thing um and and a lot of it comes i think down to the environments that which we surround ourselves in and um, i think society has uh, has a lot to do with it. Ireland has a has an has an, an historically not a great culture of of supporting uh, the success of people, and uh, we have somewhat of a grudgery nature nature, and I think that comes a lot to the history of our country and the subjugation that we would have experienced in our in our you know our, uh, previous years, um, and I think that has created a, that naturally had this sense of you know people not wanting to see other people do well, not to feel like someone's looking down on you. Um, but I think that's dissipated significantly in the last 10 to 15 years. Um, I think there's a massive support network out there that started to emerge, but um, I still think it's down to people's uh, sense of self. And, and I would say, having kind of thought a lot about this, coming back to your original question, Drew, as well, it's the people that you surround yourself with. Um, you know, I've certainly had people in my life that have added zero value uh, to me as an individual, um, and I would find myself giving um, rather than, more so than I would be receiving. Um, and that they wouldn't necessarily be supportive of the things that I wanted to do um, and you have to you have to move on from those people and um, it's not an easy thing to do you outgrow relationships and friendships and it's quite unfortunate when that happens but you have to be very cognitive of the impact that people and the influence that people have on your lives um, I and I read somewhere that you're like the average of the top five people you hang around with um, and I do firmly believe that I've seen myself in you know develop my own um, personality and traits. And I've seen myself picking up the traits and, and, and mannerisms of those around me, very just naturally, you know, and so I suppose, you know, at this stage in your lives, particularly your early professionals, I think, you know, early twenties, it's this really formative period in your life and um, your brain isn't fully developed until you're 25. Um, and so you've still got a huge amount of influence at play, whether it's your family or your friends. Um, and I think it's important to be very self-conscious. Uh, and very introspective in terms of you know what environment you're placing yourself in, what type of energy uh, is within the group of people that you're hanging around with, with the, and whether that could be also, also be family. Um, unfortunately, not everyone has a supportive family either, um, and these are things to be very mindful of because uh, the influence of others can uh, create barriers that do not exist.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Something you slightly kind of mentioned there was you know us. Irish people we don't really you know sometimes we can all fall victim to not liking you know seeing other people do well. You have mentioned before in previous podcasts that you know when you were kind of taking a break from the startup world and you went to get you know a a nine-to-five job and your business partner Gareth he was I suppose you know doing well in his business. You kind of you know talked about having you know slight resentment and maybe slight jealousy as well, which are, you know, normal human feelings that we experience. If you had to give any advice to someone, you know, who is at a point in their life where, you know, maybe they're comparing themselves to friends or family who aren't, who are doing well and they're not in the position, you know, that they're doing well, what would you say to them?
2: This is yeah, this is such a tricky one. And I think it ties, it ties back to failure and the ego in a very real way. And, i mean you said you know slight jealousy not slight like it was visceral it, was, it wasn't It was anything to do with what garrett was doing he was crushing it doing so well it was all about the the magnification that i wasn't doing what i was happy doing and i wasn't succeeding necessarily in the way i considered success um what i would say it's so important and it kind of goes back to that point of adding value to the community like i said those networks that i'm involved in have are free of charge there's no there's no it's not like a private members club you know, it's not something that you can buy your way into. The only way that you get into that type of community is by adding value. It's a hundred percent it. Um, and that and that a lot of that value is to, is by giving time to others. Um, and for me, at that time in my life, I knew what I was starting to do, and I was 20 23, 24 at that stage. Um, and for me, I was you know, I was thinking a lot about mindset and myself and um, what I realized was that I was I was going down this path where I wanted to mute his his feed. I didn't want to see Garrett's you know progress and success and, and all the rest. Um, and that urge to hide from other people's success for me started. You know, I, I basically had a moment where I just fast forwarded twenty years, and I was thinking about okay, if I continue that behavior pattern for twenty years, what where does that end? Like where do where does that lead me? The answer is. Probably not where I, anywhere I really want to go, right? Um, and so I started to like and share his stuff, even if I, even the fact that I didn't want to. Um, I started to like and share his content and his his, his announcements um, because I wanted to, to to be supportive. That's the type of personality trait that I wanted to be encouraging um, and and almost programming into myself. Um, and it really was—it was a conscious effort to do what the what the brain doesn't want to do. I'll give you another example, actually, um, not connected to uh, to necessarily comparison of others, which is I, a great one. Is comparisons the thief of all joy, which I love. Um, but I was uh, I was going to speak at an event, um, and I was about a year and a half into By Me, and I was trying to get it off the ground. And I was invited to speak at an event. It was early morning. I was a bit flustered that morning. I went and got parking um, and I, I, I for some reason I couldn't use the parking app and I you know thing was about to start and I had to go get change for uh, for 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 the parking meter and I went into a shop and uh, I tried to buy a pack of chewing gum and um, and I put down 20 euros on the on the counter and I asked him to give me some change he's like oh I don't have any change and I got f- super f- super angry super upset and I said what the fuck do you not mean you don't have change like do you know I mean you're convenience store like you know what kind of convenience store does I've change and i just completely word vomited on him like you know in the middle of a queue in front of a lot of people like i just had a had a go with him Um, and i could see he was just gonna stand there i "I have no change like what do you want what do you want from me um and i just kind of snapped my 20 euros out of his hand and i stormed out and i walked down to a coffee shop and i i went in to to, and i said look i'll I'll buy a cup of coffee i just need to get changed they're like oh it's no problem you don't need to buy anything here's some change i was like oh my god that's amazing you know it's exactly the experience i wanted Um, And I was walking back towards the the store, and my car was parked right outside the shop. And so, as I was walking up to the car, I I felt this immediate urge to like turn my head away from the door, you know, like that. I don't want to be seen, like you know, and trying to just get to my car. And just at that at that frick that split second moment where my head started to turn, I kind of realized, and I just hard did a hard right into the store, Um, and I walked straight up to the top of the counter in front of the queue, loads of people who just saw me freak out uh, go to the, queue you know, walk straight off the topic, see your man get really, really kind of on edge. Cause he thought I was coming back for round two. Um, and I just put my hand out and I said, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm having a really stressful morning. Like that had nothing to do with you and everything to do with me. And um, you know, I really apologize. He was like, oh, it's no problem. It's no problem. It's fine. It's fine. And so I walked out having turned what was ultimately a quite a stressful and, you know, uh, probably, uh, embarrassing moment, you know, where I was, did myself no, no justice. Um, I could have turned my head at that moment and gotten to my car and gone off and about my rest of my day, but what type of behavior was I was I cultivating? You know, it's about these micro decisions that you make every single day, and that's who you will be. Uh, and that, it, it's it's tiny, tiny decisions. And for me, my first conscious awareness of that was to like and share Gareth's posts, um, because I've realised that those tiny decisions every day to do that uh, was cultivating a different thought pattern, um, and, and would eventually lead to a different type of, a different type of feeling. And it did, you know, three or four months into doing that, I started to feel like I was a part of a success, like I was facilitating, I was supporting it. And, and, and I got to share in that moment of, uh, of success with them, um, rather than feeling like I was, uh, on the outside looking in, um, which, you know, I think was the, 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 the previous feeling, which was, you know, not, not creating a very positive, uh, experience, it's a bit uh, abstract. Um, but I think it all comes down to uh, neuroplasticity, you know, recognizing that your mind, who you are, your character, it's all it can all be influenced either by you or others. Um, and it's shaped by the decisions and the people that, and, the, and the, the moments and experiences that you create for yourself. And um, if you're very cognitive of that and if you're very deliberate in deciding who you're going to be around, where you're going to be and what you're going to participate in. Um, you start to become a little bit more conscious, a little bit more self-aware of of what, what impact that actually has on you.